Welcome to the Are Your Hands Full podcast, a step-by-step parenting podcast for your Jewish family. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. So you are all beginning to taste some semblance of normal, and as interesting as this transition is, I know you're all going to get through it amidst Hashem with flying colors. Hopefully you will take some of the good and some of the bad that you experienced during this tough era in our lives and translate it into some sort of Kabbalah and growth for yourself. Although many suggestions have been made as to what we should accept upon ourselves, both as a klal and individually, each one of us should examine ourselves as individuals and choose something that we take out of the place that we were in during Corona, almost as a souvenir to bring back home to our daily lives. It would be so nice if each of us could say, I became a better person because of Corona because I now do X or Y or Z, or I don't do A or B or C. Obviously, the choice of what we accept upon ourselves is best if it is private and personal, without the input of everyone around us. It is no accident that the transition out of corona coincides with the beginning of the summer, because nothing is a coincidence or accident in the Abishta's world. Everything is orchestrated from above. Let's see how that impacts our ability to bring home a souvenir from the place called corona. The summer is generally not a time for Kabbalahs, unfortunately. The summer months, especially if you live north of the equator, signifies vacation, freedom, less structure, and a more relaxed atmosphere. For decades, our Rabbanim have been begging the Klal not to relax to the point that behaviors become compromised to the degree that major tshuva would be required two months from now by the time we get into shul and face Yom Hadin. So year after year, we deal with this. People work so hard to grow and give their children the right environment, then they let it all fly away during the summer and have to work at least three months to get things back together again. My feelings are that the danger of this annual phenomenon is even greater this year. This is because we are entering this more relaxed season after having been quarantined and locked up in our houses for three to four months. In the beginning of COVID-19, during the days when the death toll was so, so great, there were those who, in the midst of their panic, mistakenly compared what was going on to the Holocaust. Thankfully, these individuals' words were shot down immediately, and they apologized. Obviously, there is no comparison between the two historic events. And just to mention but one major difference between the two, did you notice the amount of food that literally fell from the heavens like mun during these times? Do you now understand what it means when we say, So the food was different and the comfort level was different and the death toll was thankfully of no comparison, etc., etc. Not to compare, not to compare, not to compare. There's nothing, absolutely nothing to talk about. Yet, I still think that human reaction to trauma, any trauma, large or small, is significant now after COVID and can be looked at and analyzed in comparison to the post-trauma after the Holocaust. Years ago, the title of my doctoral work was A Study of Family Health in Haredi Second and Third Generation Survivors of the Holocaust. I had the privilege to interview second and third generation survivors of the Holocaust and analyze the data of their narratives to come up with the essence of what being raised by a survivor is all about. 
I'm not going to spend a ton of time going through all the details, but the details of limit setting was definitely impacted during transmission of chinuch values from first-generation survivors to their offspring. There were those who were too tough. There were those who were not tough enough. There were those who were fearful of limits in general because limits reminded them of being restricted, restrained, and worse. Yet we now know that in spite of all the bad rap that setting limits gets because of historic abusive setting of limits, children still need limits that are anchored in good value. They need these limits set up for them. They cannot grow and develop without them. Limits help children feel safe and secure. Limits help children learn that we live within a Yiddish community that is not a free-for-all, in spite of what the media is showing us on the news. Limits that are based on value help all children grow. And when we come out of corona, where limits were imposed in an exaggerated way, it is human nature to want to do away with them for a while. This, however, with regard to the children, would be a huge, huge mistake. Let us remember that our children still need some basic limits. No, a child should not be out playing until 12 a.m. just because the other children are out as well. No, you should not be chasing your child with a supper plate because your child can't manage to take 20 minutes off of playing time to come into the house, wash his face and hands or her face and hands, detox a bit and eat a meal like a mensch on a chair at a table. No, your child should not be allowed to decide if he is going back to Cheder or not. No, your child should not have complete control over what you buy for him or her and when. No, your child should not be the one to decide how long he or she is allowed to stay in the pool, whether or not he or she is joining a family outing, or how many times a week you buy from the ice cream truck. Think back to the days of Corona, when you were a family, an exclusive family. You saw your kids all day every day. You got to know them. You got to understand what makes them tick. You were able to set a schedule and stick to it. The situation set some nice, healthy limits that were actually beneficial for your children. No matter how difficult it was for you, no matter how many times you felt as if you were losing it, you actually managed to set some beautiful limits that were anchored in some long-term values, good, solid values that if you stuck even with some of them, would provide you and your children with souvenirs from Corona that would actually be helpful when the summer is over and way into the future. And then when it will become time to settle down again into a normal, healthy, developmentally advantageous routine, it won't be so difficult. Remember, the summer is shorter than Corona was. It flies by. It represents precious developmental time for your children. Don't throw it away just because you're escaping from corona. It's not worth it in the long run. So let's get into the summer with the right goals. Healthy, happy, developmentally appropriate activities for children aligned with healthy, happy setting of limits that are anchored in solid values. Continue to stay well and enjoy. Thanks for listening to my podcast. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz and I am the director of Handsful, which is committed to the provision of community education in the area of behavior management and cognitive development of children. Send me your parenting questions by going to my website at handsfullchenuch.com or by WhatsApping me at 
1-800-273-8595. I look forward to hearing from you. And remember, no matter how impossible things may seem, the Earth will continue rotating on its axis.